0: Kids don't see the difference, and they don't see the reproductive system through sexually tainted eyes like we do.
1: I don't want to tell my kids too much too soon, but that ends up being too little too late.
0: Yeah. God made you their parents, so therefore you are inherently the right person to give the advice.
1: We can't teach what we don't know.
2: You're listening to a special series on having the talks, because one just isn't enough. You can now grab the newest card deck for parents and children by
3: going to www.havingthetalks.com. Dear young married couple, has silence been the default when it comes to answering questions about sex in your
2: household? If so, you're not alone and there is a better way. Mm -hmm. Today we talked with Justin and Hillary Jeter from Bentonville, Arkansas, about discipling your children around sexuality in your household and justin is the family pastor at calvary church in bentonville hillary is the early education director at calvary church in bentonville and together they are a dynamite team when it comes to this topic
3: Mm -hmm. today they gave us some amazing tips when it comes to being intentional about having these conversations in your home and what you can say what you can do to create that environment so
2: listen in you are in for a treat welcome justin and hillary to the podcast
1: we're honored that you're
0: with us today
1: Thank you, it's great to be with you again. Yes, yes. we're
0: excited to be back and dive into some, some fun topics here. Yeah. yeah,
3: I remember the first time you guys were on the DYMC podcast, and that was right before the pandemic.
2: Yep,
0: it <laughs> yes. was like
2: right when everything started shutting down and we interviewed Justin and Hillary on discipling your children at home. So we will link that in the show notes for those who haven't heard that episode yet. Go back and listen to it, cause they are fantastic and shared so many good resources. Mm-hmm. Yes. So today we're talking about not just discipling your children at home, but specifically around sexuality and development um, and what that looks like in the context of discipleship. So we want to just kick this off with you guys on what discipleship means to you as children's pastors, family pastors, and parents. Uh, You have a five-year-old and one on the way. Yes, we do. (laughs) So what does discipleship mean when you guys uh, put that out there, like you're going to discuss this topic with those that you pastor
1: discipleship for us um, as one as parents is knowing that we are preparing Mm -hmm. our son or our children we're preparing them for um, living uh, a life of integrity living a life that's from a biblical worldview living a Mm -hmm. life of honesty, grace, mercy, forgiveness. I mean, all the things that you could go through listing, it's following, it's having an example to follow. So Mm -hmm. it falls on me or falls on the parents first of leading uh, and then leading their home and their children in that.
0: And I think I even mentioned this on the first DYMC podcast we did with you guys that for us discipleship in our home meant daily guidance. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily um, adding a specific devotion or necessarily adding a specific ritual but mm-hmm. taking everything that we do daily and pointing it all towards jesus that yes. uh, was the ultimate goal was that our life rhythms always point back to the cross mm. always so daily discipleship yeah, taking that every day and pointing it back to him
2: mm-hmm. i love that yes yeah that's really good because it's not it's not necessarily about like Oh now as a parent I need to have the burden of coming up with a Sunday school lesson every day. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah, but how can I help my child to follow Jesus? How can I bring them to the cross on a daily basis by mm-hmm. modeling that, by having conversations, um maybe some organic, maybe some intentional. Exactly. Um, yes. And it yeah. is
0: a good combination of both. There will be things that happen organically, life experiences that your you or your child come across that open those doors organically. But the intentionality of every day mm-hmm. um, initiating those conversations is also a big part of making sure that the discipleship is happening and it hasn't fallen by the wayside because or three weeks go by or a month or two Mm -hmm. months go by and you you haven't had those intentional conversations Mm -hmm. and there's been no organic conversation that opened up so making sure that both of those things are happening in the ebb and flow of your of your daily life
1: yeah it's Mm -hmm. really habit based you know because we all have habits whether we've intentionally created them or not but you have your ebbs and flows and your habits of your day and the things that you do on repeat throughout the week and it's being intentional about creating good habits that bring Mm -hmm. Christ into your day. And they're as simple as just creating a habit, um, and being intentional about the ones that, um, you do have that are not promoting Christ and the ones Mm -hmm. that you could replace, um, to, just more intentional about that. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. That's can good. can you give us an example of what that might look like, or one of your daily habits um, that you have that encourages discipleship intention- intentionality?
0: So for for our family, we have a now five-year-old and that has definitely changed and <laughs> evolved over the last five mm-hmm. years. So it looked different for him when he was two than it does now that he's five and has um, yes. a broader vocabulary and a yep. better base of knowledge and more experience. Um, mm-hmm. So currently, if you have a five-year-old, um, we know about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, the He goes to school three days a week um, and then one of us is home with him the other two like business days during the week uh Mm -hmm. so preparing our breakfast together and we sit down and the first thing we do is say our our prayers over our food and then he um because we've been doing this for so long now he'll walk over to his little shelf get a book set it down pick a Bible story and that's what we read every morning and the particular devotion we have has like little like thought provokers at the end and you know the story of Solomon you know have you ever had to ask God for wisdom on what to do we Mm. get to talk about what is wisdom and Mm. now at five he can grasp that abstract concept a little better Two years ago it looked very different the bible story was just the bible story and we kind of just mm-hmm. talked about the facts what did noah see in the sky <laughs> you know <laughs> right very mm-hmm. different than yes you know, taking out a moral from from the story we also yeah. still practice what we call the breakfast benediction we are Every huge morning. fans. Yes. Of I love the yeah. <laughs> um, And so it started as just a memorization piece when he was two, he would finish the sentence and it goes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I'm the beloved of God. It's who I am. No one can take it from me. I don't have to hurry. I don't have to worry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. So yes. he would just kind of finish each sentence and then gradually he knew more and more of it. And now, we can expound on it with um, experiences from school. So if mm. he comes home and he's, you know, got a busted chin because somebody pushed him and he hit them back, and it was a big ordeal. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can have a talk about well, we are not what we do. So yeah. you are not a bad person or a mean person because you hit, but that was not the right choice. How can we That's show the Lord of Jesus to the world um, and expand now on that? So it's gone I'm from just it. simple memorization to full-fledged, practical Full applications. Yes. yes. Oh, so good. Yeah. that for That's him. beautiful. You know, and it took years,
1: you know, and it's taken years to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely
1: baby steps. And I guess no pun intended since we are talking about children, but we did start <laughs> that at like two years old. And so yeah. now we're like three okay. years into this. Yep. And it's been daily uh, talking about it mm-hmm. and conversations to now understanding some of those deeper concepts still out of the age so appropriate good. but but now pulling life experiences in and mm-hmm, you know right. the last um one thing that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is sharing the love of jesus with the world mm. and so what is what is the world and so for him we talk about the world as a globe you know that's yep. what you see the world is a globe and yes now it's the world is your home the mm. world is your neighbors, your our neighborhood. The world is mm. the kids at your school. So, how so cool. can we show the love of Jesus to our world, wherever may wherever we may be? Yes. So it's really cool to see the the progression of that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love how you took something that you do every day anyway. Everyone has breakfast, well, yep. probably <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I should
1: sure do <laughs> right. That's the also that's like the the pause button for us too. Oh. Right, and also. You can't rush those things like mm-hmm. our society and culture is hurry and hustle mm-hmm. and we have to actually be intentional to slow down mm-hmm.
3: yeah. and mm-hmm. take
1: the time to do that. Yep. And so it means possibly waking up a little bit earlier to mm-hmm. get some things prepped so that you have 10 minutes at the table. Love it. To be intentional. Yeah, but yeah it yeah, it's breakfast it's breakfast in the morning, it's yeah. the driving in the car on the way to school, it's the little moments like that that the yeah. stuff
2: that's already built in right yeah and yeah. then yeah. you attach to it
3: something intentional that's important to you and to our mm-hmm. worldview and our values and yeah. I, I love exactly. that
2: classic habit stack yes yes, yes. Yep. that's our prompt breakfast is yep. yep. that's, <laughs> that's great yep. very good so
3: and then
1: good. we um and then of course you know we have we have family dinner multiple times a week um and then our bedtime routine is is including some of those things, like mm-hmm. making sure we're sitting down reading a book and then highs and lows of the day and mm-hmm. talking about some of those things. And, you know, sometimes it's like, no, I had no lows. It was all highs. And so we're like getting through some of them. We're like, well, it's actually okay to have mm-hmm. some lows. Like it's yes. okay to be upset. Yes. It's okay to feel sad. That's mm-hmm. normal. We can talk about that though, if you ever feel that way. So it's right. just trying mm-hmm. to be open and okay with feelings and Um, emotions and stuff
2: safe place that says hey when you feel this way because you will Mm
1: -hmm. we are the people
2: that are ready to hear about it Mm -hmm. and support you through it Mm -hmm.
0: that's beautiful yes Mm -hmm. Yes. a big part of discipleship is building that relationship with your children so they are willing to be discipled by Mm -hmm. you right? very difficult to disciple somebody with whom you do not have a relationship.
1: Relationship
0: comes
2: first. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yep. So what I'm hearing is that you are creating this culture of conversation in your home, an open conversation. Mm -hmm. So that is the key to having the talks, having all the important talks with our kids is that, you know, we don't have them just one time and let's schedule that and, you know, but that Mm -hmm. because we have this open, this culture of conversation in our home, we're having these talks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah, so good. You mentioned earlier, Justin, that, you know, when you think about habits, you think about what habits will point them to the cross. And what habits do I have currently as a parent that are not pointing them to the cross? Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, I think it's easy to kind of default when we answer that question, default to like what could be looked at as maybe like sinful habits.
0: right? But right. I think
2: in a lot of our homes and the parents that we work with, the couples that we work with, they're maybe not doing quote unquote sinful right. things, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe they're missing the mark and that could be defined as sin, but maybe they're not doing like drugs and alcohol and right. you know, Overse. watching raunchy yes. things. And so I'm wondering when it comes to sexuality, what are some habits that you see parents having that are just a result of ignorance, um, lack of their own discipleship mm-hmm. growing up from their own parents? What are some of those habits that you're seeing that are like, man, we've gotta be able to work on this in you as a parent before you can model this for mm-hmm. your children?
1: Yeah, I would say it's negativity.
3: Mm-hmm. Judgment.
1: Negativity around
3: sexuality. Oh.
1: Well, negativity. Yeah, in general, mm-hmm. like bringing up all the negative things, whether mm-hmm. that's things happening in the world and mm-hmm. society around them, how they're talking about other people, how they're oh, talking God. about church or leadership or their work, their job. Like everything is negative, negative, negative. It's just mm-hmm. always just dumping on the family because yeah. we had a bad day or a bad experience with somebody, sure. and our kids are picking that up and projecting all with like that all that's negative. Yeah, mm-hmm. if dad comes home from work or comes home from church and he's in a bad mood all the time. That must be a bad place or be a bad thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so a lot of negativity or judgment against those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Would it be something for you?
0: Um, To be perfectly honest, not talking about is a bad habit. Uh, Silence um, regarding certain topics can be very detrimental to children. Um, Specifically, regarding human sexuality and your body and development. I heard a quote that basically the the enemy to sexual wholeness is silence. And mm-hmm. so, when the church doesn't talk about it, when the parents don't talk about it, um, but the media is mm-hmm. screaming it, um, yes. you have literally no chance of you or your children achieving um, wholeness in your identity and who God wants you to be in your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, n- yes, the negativity, even even regarding your own, you know, there if it comes across as legalism or whatnot regarding modesty or integrity Mm -hmm. of your body or respecting your body, um, just walking that line of not being negative, but it has to be talked about, but Mm -hmm. you know, finding, finding where your family needs you to be um, Mm -hmm. in that lane, I think is so silence uh, is a habit that that needs to be broken. That's a huge one.
2: Yep. Uh, it's something we mm. see so often mm-hmm. the, the silence when there's silence around sexuality that leaves the child to fill in the blank on what sex means or what not just like you know the talk right but just the right. attitude around sex mm-hmm. if the attitude around sex and their family is silence then they could be filling in the blank with sex is bad sex is evil my body is hateful my mm-hmm. body my body's feelings are bad my body right. responses are bad so um i think silence is a huge enemy even maybe more so than um you know, homes that grew up with an unhealthy view of sex, right. you know, where they're talking about it. I think silence is even worse. Kind of like that. I, I wish that you were either hot or cold rather yes. than. Lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. as far as the negativity habit goes, if a child feels that negativity is the default for their parents, why would they think that the topic of sex would be any different? Oh, right. Oh, so that's good. Bringing that to them would be very difficult if the habits um, of communication are mostly prone to negativity
3: Mm. yeah Yeah, that makes sense and that goes back just to creating that that open environment for Mm -hmm. for your children to be able to come to you yes
1: yeah yeah Yeah, definitely i think where our view is of discipleship over the years has become more more holistic so Mm -hmm. like holistic discipleship and that everything is connected and everything has a worldview. Right. And we want a biblical worldview of every aspect of our life because God is at the center of our life. So if we miss the mark when we fail this, we miss the mark when we fail to disciple our kids mm-hmm. and sexuality through a biblical worldview. Oh,
2: that's right. So if we want to, um, teach this biblical worldview of, you know, sex is a beautiful gift from God and should be celebrated in the and covenant your of marriage. body is a beautiful gift from God. Yes. yes. So h- what are some ways that you guys have found, even with your five-year-old, but um, particularly with parents that come to you with these questions, what are some ways that you have found to help disciple children around sexuality toward that biblical worldview?
1: Um, well, we, we've kind of I won't linger on this point, but it definitely comes back to, we can't teach what we don't know. Mm -hmm. So we first have to start with ourselves right? and what we believe about sex.
0: Yes. Some some Mm -hmm. introspects, some inventory, some self inventory. So Mm
1: -hmm. I know the mechanics of sex because I'm married and I have children, but how do I actually view sex Mm -hmm. and is it a biblical view of sex. So what is your biblical view of sex? Mm -hmm. And then what past experiences have you had, whether that's a negative view or it could be a positive view of sex. You've had the good upbringing, you've had the good discipleship and mentoring of it, and then creating family values around those Mm -hmm. so that husband and wife, parents are on the same page when the conversation happens and when the daily discipleship and discussion, you're on the same page. and child's not getting a different response from dad right. than from yes. mom. Right. You yes. know, dad's not um, avoiding it. Dad's not um, trying to get away from it or creating some other answer than mom is. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that would be the number one thing is family values, look at yourself and what are your beliefs first. Yes. Um, but for us in our daily discipleship revolving around sexuality is we have just started with, we've started with gender distinction
2: nice mm. mm-hmm.
1: that God created male and female and we look different yep. yeah um and there's different parts about us and God made us for a reason yep. and so yeah. we actually have we have resources and and books for kids for those mm-hmm. age-appropriate that can help lead those conversations and for him it feels natural because it's it's a nice book to look at with pictures and all those things nice so it's, go it's, ahead and
2: share that book if you will we'll put it in the show yeah. notes. what is it called
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll put god, it in the show notes. God made me or something <laughs> yes, like Yes, god, god made, made me, me special. Or like oh
0: god made me special. Yeah, god made me special. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is on the it is on the resource list. Oh yes. yes. Um
0: but it's basically just another human anatomy book and I I recently read, or listened to a podcast where and I love this comparison where she said you don't Make up things about how the digestive system works. So, why are we making up things about how the reproduction system works?
3: I love that. Goofing yes. away oh
0: and telling our kids, you know. Uh, half truths or you know what trying to like this is the way when you eat food and it goes into your small intestine and you label it and you tell it and this is how it goes and this is what happens same thing kids don't see the difference and they don't see the reproductive system through sexually tainted eyes like we do so Mm -hmm. to to introduce just For us right now, we're still in the basics of human anatomy and development. And he's learning, just like he said, the the basic differences, the general differences. And
1: proper anatomy terminology as well. Yes. You know, so being very specific and calling what it is, Mm -hmm. um, that helps then uh, that is it, it helps it, the
0: comfort level mm-hmm. not for us you no. know? Like, right? <laughs> here it is um yep, but for exactly. it's very this is just part of who i am it's had shoulders, and knees and toes we're not going to call it something it's not that's right um, so yep. and it, and most um children's therapists will tell you that that's actually one of the most important things to mm-hmm. teach this like two to five year old age group um because it allows a firm foundation for the rest of their understanding. Mm-hmm. And if there is issues or, you know, allegations of abuse or whatnot, the child can clearly articulate what is going mm-hmm. on and it's not as difficult. This is kind of a side. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not as difficult for an investigator or, um, a mandated, a mandated reporter that's reporter yeah. to express what's going on. Unfortunately. Right?
1: Yeah. You do have to look it's at your that. these days. Yeah.
0: It oh, yeah. you gives your child a oh, yeah. voice. Um, and, Uh, almost more believable voice than Mm -hmm. if they're using you know random (laughs) random Mm -hmm. words for their human anatomy yeah so teaching them to be comfortable with it um will actually and often deter uh sexual abuse if they know the names Mm. of their bodily um functions and their anatomy um, Often it develops
2: a confidence around it that predators Mm want to stay away from Mm -hmm. yes very much so yeah that's good that's part of discipleship i love it it. absolutely i love that you're getting practical with it because that's what our parents need to hear it starts with you know uh human anatomy describing Mm -hmm. the bodily functions and processes accurately
0: even at a young age
2: like two to five
0: right yes yes Yes. so the the human sexuality doesn't just you don't just all of a sudden dive in and tell your kids the mechanics of intercourse that's not right, how it works. right there right. is no longer like the talk the birds and the mm-hmm. bees if you're waiting till yeah. your child is 14 and about to go to high school and then you sit down and you think you're gonna have a leave it to beaver conversation you <laughs> have completely missed the mark because they have been guaranteed exposed oh to yeah many many terms um images you know mm-hmm. media sources yep. um and and the world has beat you to the punch and um, so. constructs and worldviews, like you were saying
3: around right. sexuality mm-hmm. so if we want them to have that biblical worldview we've got to start there
2: yes yep. mm-hmm. we need to start early and the
1: yeah the biggest thing is that we encounter is the too much too soon Like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want my, I don't want to tell my kids too much too soon, but that ends up being too little too late.
3: Yeah, Mm. that's right. Yes. Where
1: you're, where you haven't been open enough or you haven't started those conversations and it's too late. They've already been overexposed. Um, and so it's it's almost better to err on the other side be like, sorry, I've told you too much, but Hey, now you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what, what really, what harm, that's what I, I mm-hmm. work with parents a lot on this, what harm does that do? If they're asking right. like, I don't want to taint my children, and what if, what if I tell them too much? I'm like, and okay, what if? What if yeah. you tell them What's too the much? What's the worst thing that happens? They say I, something that's an embarrassing to you in public? Okay. Big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
1: I would right. rather, in conversation, and I'm doing air quotes here, take my son's innocence, mm-hmm. than google take his innocence or mm. another kid at school with a cell phone that shows him mm. a picture or a video yep. Yep. and taking his innocence i Absolutely. would rather be the one who intentionally does that mm-hmm. than have someone else do it we'll and put give, it in their give, hands
0: intentionally gives him tools and prepares him That's to right. Navigate if yeah. and when that happens yeah so i don't think that when you express in an age-appropriate manner your discipleship and sexuality that you're going to somehow i don't know (laughs) like hurt harm um forever scar your child this is part of the learning process but what will hurt and harm and forever scar your child is not having the proper tools to navigate those waters when they Mm definitely when they absolutely will happen absolutely Mm -hmm. the statistics say right now that i think these may be like two years old these statistics i don't know if they've updated them that the average child the range when they first view pornography is between ages five and nine. Oh yeah you know? the nine-year-old being like the most common but as early as yeah. five is yeah is very common.
2: It, it is very common mm-hmm. we've we've used the statistic eight to eleven but more and more we're seeing it like we hear
0: eight all
2: the time like yeah. that's so common yeah. i don't even think 11 is relevant anymore
0: and, <sighs> and, not, right, and yeah. it's it's not because the 11-year-olds are now more mature and can handle it that is no. not the reason no, they're, not being ex- they're being exposed or that no. the statistic is moving. No, Simply but it's easy to access. <laughs> yes. The exposure <laughs> is still there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Exactly.
2: And really, as parents, when we talk about this on a couple of episodes about, about pornography, but as parents, we can only do so much to limit exposure. Right. Like, I think it's okay to think about limiting exposure, but that's not your main task, parents. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Your main yeah. task
2: is to disciple them and equip them for when they will be exposed. Because yes. they will. It's not when. Yes.
1: It's or not it's not if. if, it's when they're exposed. That's mm-hmm. right. Because it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, yep, so.
2: exactly. Oh.
3: What would you say to the parent who says, wow, I, I've missed the mark on discipling my child. And I feel like it's too late because my kid now is tween teen. What what can I do? Mm. What would you say to that parent?
0: So the, the ship of human sexuality is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, know cruising a million miles an hour in a particular direction and if you see your child's ship is headed towards that iceberg obviously a big course correction is going to be needed so while we you know are big proponents of er start early start young Mm -hmm. get going because small course changes over time Mm -hmm. to keep you on course towards you know a good destination is easier than one big huge haul Mm -hmm. but still with that establishing the relationship is going to be paramount Mm -hmm. if it was important before it's going to be even more important now for a tween or a teen Mm -hmm. to open that relationship up and this is whether you're a single dad a single mom if you're a married couple whatever it is having that basis and that relationship starting there is Mm -hmm. okay and you can you might even need to (laughs) initiate some hard conversations Mm -hmm. hey you know i noticed that this newest movie came out have your friends been talking about it this song Mm -hmm. i know i heard it playing in your in you know in your friend's car and you know what do you think about that Mm -hmm. what do you think about what the singer is trying to say just at always asking questions rather than just telling statements mm-hmm. I heard say that, that again Hillary say I that, know right ask the questions <laughs> instead of telling the statements um so instead of saying I heard your friends you know in that car singing that song that's a bad song let's not do that what mm. do you think about it why mm. why do you think maybe God's heart is grieved by hearing xyz so instigating these open-ended conversations where yes. the child does not feel attacked mm-hmm. never <laughs> my we don't have a teenager but when I was growing up the way that I felt attacked was being told that Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. But had I been given the opportunity to think critically for myself, to ask the questions internally, you know, well, that's a good question. What what am I trying to get out of this? Why am I dressing this way? Why am I listening to this? Those things will bring to light more organic conversation and to begin some intentional conversations, some prayer in the mornings on the way to school. If your, if your kid's a a car rider, Mm -hmm. having them in that car for that time is going to be gold. Like do not throw away that time. It is precious time in the car line time, you know, running errands when you're side by side, uh, there's even like psychology behind it, that there is just Mm. walls that come down when you're not being Mm. um, pointed at and yelled at and reprimand it. there is a wall that comes down when you have side by side conversation oh. um, it's obviously the earlier you start the better yesterday was the best time to start but today <laughs> today's the next best time to start yes. um, so don't let it pass and continue to be open I think some hesitation especially for for parents of older children they hesitate to have these conversations right. for for multiple reasons um whether it's just straight up embarrassment. Maybe they're like, I don't know what the kids are doing these days. Like I have nothing Mm -hmm. relevant to say to it. Um, it's, it can be awkward for parents, but it, I always, we kind of joke like, it's only awkward if you let it be, you know, <laughs> right. if you, if you just buck up, you maybe have the conversation with yourself in the mirror beforehand, you know, yeah, just yeah, totally opening the conversation. Maybe you just need
1: f- to say the words out loud a few times. Just <laughs> That's to- <it>.
0: yes.
2: <laughs> or with your spouse. <laughs> with your spouse, yes. with yes. a trusted friend, mentor, or even like we have this group called moms with babes, yeah. where yes. it's a bunch of moms mm-hmm. that talk about these things. And Bounce I think it's, off. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. making it more normal for them to say the words and think through the processes so that they can feel less awkward with their children yeah yes and yeah.
0: that's the goal and and depending on the age obviously it, your kid can mm-hmm. give off the uh, disgusted vibe or yes the uninter- of course. the oh, disinterested nah, vibe
1: nah, you know? please don't <laughs> say, <laughs> say this. one. You know?
0: but it is <laughs> it's still important that doesn't make it, it less is. important to have the conversation right and I think equipping yourself um as parents now more than ever it's more accessible to equip yourself well mm-hmm. you know all of the resources in the show notes talk about it but there are podcasts and youtube talks and books and there are video courses on how to talk to sex mom and daughters how to talk about it mm-hmm. um, there are there are picture books there are chapter books there yes. are yes yes yeah there is no reason if you, like you said, are you have a, a teen and you feel like it's too late, there's no reason you cannot equip yourself today mm-hmm. to go on Amazon, mm-hmm. spend however much time and effort and money you need to, because this topic is worth it. Um, and the topic might be brought up at inconvenient times. Your child oh, yeah. will catch you off guard, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, with questions you thought would never yes. you know, cross their lips um why are but, they asking this already exactly yeah. <laughs> because they have heard it i remember right. i was working in a, um, a high school class and it was not even a sex ed class um and one one kid asked a very abrupt question to the teacher and i don't remember what the topic was but i was 23 i was married already i had never heard this term mm. and went home and i was like oh my goodness, I and the teacher explained blah, blah. And I was like, I was horrified. <laughs> those kids in that class were 14 and 15 and they were right. gonna go home and ask their parents the same question that horrified me as a married 23-year-old. Uh, well, actually, right. they probably
1: weren't gonna go home and ask well, they were gonna Google <laughs> it or ask Google their it. friends. Yeah, that's right. true. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. that would probably be the case. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: say that that you know those few children that did have the courage mm-hmm. to ask their parents, mm-hmm. what if their parents responded in disgust? You yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah
1: how did you hear about that? Exactly. And then come down like hard fisted of, we don't say that word or we don't talk about those things, but Mm -hmm. like instead showing grace Mm -hmm. and that.
3: And that's a good point. Like, so let's say you didn't, you weren't familiar with the word or the term or whatever it was they were asking. Mm -hmm. It's okay to tell your kids, you know, I'm not yep. sure, but let's look at let's look at that together. or Let me let me, mm-hmm. let me do some research co- yeah, we <laughs> and then, whoa, let's have this. Yeah, there go. And then let's talk
0: about this again. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. That is okay to to delay the answer. um That's what mm-hmm. we did with our five year old. He asked because I'm pregnant. He has been <gasps> very determined to figure out how this baby comes out.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yes.
0: So we at first I just kind of spoofed it, you know, like yeah. Well when God when God when tells she's ready. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. She's ready, she'll come. <laughs> she's ready, she'll come out. She just pops out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not accept that. Right, right. Something in him knew that's not what actually happens. He's yeah, right. He's smart, he's uh. you know. Brain <laughs> that head. Um, and so, this
3: is one of those examples where it can come up organically because that's yes, yes. pregnancy is one For of the life
0: experiences. It yes. literally was
1: like while he's playing with fire trucks. <laughs> right? Mom, how is the baby going to come out? Yeah. Right. am like, when she's ready, she'll come. I was like, okay, what? hey, we need to have this yeah. conversation. There
0: you go. Yes, Asked dad. And then he asked me and then he asked dad again. And then, so then we were like, we got, we've
1: got to come up with an answer. <laughs> what good. are we
0: going to tell him that is true? Yeah. That mm-hmm. is age appropriate. Yeah. And that, that fully answers his curiosity because mm-hmm. he's simply curious. He has, yes. he has no, you know, terrible intentions. He no, literally just right. is like, but it's in there. So how, how does it come out? Exactly. And if you're yeah.
1: And if you are. Pregnant or anything like that, and you're having these like again. Anatomy and terminology is is very important because a baby inside of a stomach is where your hot dog goes at lunch.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Use the word uterus. Yes. yes. So yes. uterus yes. or yes. womb. Yeah.
1: Womb is a is a good word because in the womb they're nice and they're protected. They're warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting all the nutrients they need there. So mm-hmm. how does a baby come out of a mommy's womb?
0: That's good. yes. That is good. So, <laughs> So we I did like we, we got on the same page we gave a very like straight answer this so what did happen. you guys
2: come up with for age five Dude,
0: yes. of course you want to know <laughs> so we have not introduced the term of vagina to him yet Kay. Like, well we
1: have like well, boys have a penis girls have a vagina yes. but like more than that more, yeah. They, yeah he mm-hmm. just knows that's those are the terminology yeah. for it
0: okay so when, when he asked and we finally decided okay this we're gonna say, we're both going to say this, which we didn't both have to say it. I just had to say it once. And he hasn't asked again, uh, yeah. but yeah. Um, we told him Why that God answer? gave, yeah, God gave mommies a small hole in their vagina between their legs. And it gets bigger for the baby to come out. And mm-hmm. then it goes back to normal when the baby comes out and nice. oh, it's perfect. Okay. And he has not asked about it again. Yes, and you,
1: and you know, when that question came and we had to give the converse, and she had to give the answer because I wasn't at the time but it was on the drive to school.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it that's was open just like, we have, time. it's
1: about a 12, 15 minute drive to school.
0: Well, we had, we were praying for her. We're like, we pray for baby Waverly that you help her grow strong mm-hmm. and that she's healthy mm-hmm. and da da In Jesus name, amen. But mom,
3: how is she <laughs> you <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And you didn't have to say, well, I'm going to go into labor and then there's the birth canal. I'm you didn't have to do all that, yes. but you know, you, you were honest right. and true. Yep. And yep. we yeah. built
1: off the foundation that we'd already had with them. Exactly. So there was a foundation was like, there. Okay. Yeah, he's done with his and, life and has and he's moved on yeah
2: yeah and maybe when he's playing with his fire trucks in another week mm-hmm. he might ask another question about that yeah right yes. but i love that and i love that this is happening real time where people right. can actually listen to you guys work through this yourselves oh, because yeah. it's it normalizes it because i think other parents yeah. are like oh these experts maybe they just know exactly it's so what easy gonna say, or you know <laughs> it's not easy we all not deal enough. with how to <laughs> grapple with it
0: right yes yeah it's how to so remove good. my how to remove my grown-up view of sex right and what yes i know all the mechanics i know all the you know terrible mm. things and all the good things yeah. and, and just removing all of that and just giving facts age appropriately um, yeah. from a biblical world
1: view because again mm-hmm. they're just asking out of curiosity right just the same way he asked how does the dump truck get the trash can in the dump truck, right. exactly. how did they do that, dad? I'm like, oh, well, he's got a mechanical arm, it dumps and puts it back. That's really cool. Hey, right. dad, But And then, you know, so it's Right. Like, for him, it's yep. just curiosity.
2: Yeah, exactly. So good. And so if they're curious and you shut down curiosity, what message do you send to them about their curiosity on this subject, but not all other subjects? Right. 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 Yes.
0: Exactly. Yep. I just want to encourage parents that like, as Les was saying, equipping yourself, the like in 2022 is very accessible, but often parents, maybe if they've made their own mistakes in their mm-hmm. sexual past, they feel, um, ill-equipped, uh, to explain or mm-hmm. to, you know, put a biblical worldview into their children. but. God made you their parents, so therefore you are inherently the right Mm -hmm. person to give the advice and to open the questions and to shape their worldview inherently. God gave you that gift. God gave you that right, um, and your, your past, whether good or bad, whether mistakes or no mistakes, doesn't disqualify you from being mm-hmm. their parent. You don't get to skip out on parenting them in this way just because you think yeah. you 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 aren't qualified. Yes, that is so good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Love that you guys. So I love, and we've mentioned it, the breakfast benediction. Um, also, for those who haven't listened to their other episode that they did back in March of 2020, um, they talk about some other resources and that we've personally use karina and i both with our kiddos um and one of them is the table talks um conversation trifold where like you have all these intentional conversations that you can have with your kiddos yeah. um, theme for the month theme for the month mm-hmm. games even yeah and, songs mm-hmm, and we just love it like we use that a lot with our kids and even at a young age age mm-hmm. two three yes. four yes. so um when when we come, we're talking about sexuality now help us brainstorm what are ways that parents can take the concepts you've already employed around discipleship in the home and do this same thing around sexuality in the home how can they disciple their children maybe a bit more intentionally with something mm-hmm. like what would that look like like a trifold or mm-hmm. uh the car hanger in their rearview mirror you know what would that look like
0: in this area Either one of those obviously are great because it's just always in front of you. The Mm -hmm. table is used for so many things. So if even if you're not eating dinner, you're doing homework, or if you're not doing homework, you're you know doing some art project. So having something there um, just to remind you to have some type of conversation. And again, when we say human sexuality, we're not just saying ask your kid a a question about sex. No, right? No identity and yes, um, Mm -hmm. things that happen at school. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for example, you even even opening questions about how was school today um using even that kind of generic question isn't my favorite but it will bring up things um i had a uh i'll say a friend and (laughs) she picked up her child from carline and her daughter immediately jumped in the car mom max showed me his privates at lunch she was just horrified and the mom's mind just went like blank like what <laughs> like right. My, my right. kindergarten we're talking six years old yeah oh my goodness who's Max was he in your class at lunch what did the lunch lady say Where were you the know? Adults? yeah exactly um so she had a million and she, she couldn't really bring herself to to ask more questions or to to form you know cohesive yes. response so she gets home and she's like well okay well Max went to the principal's office is what the little girl said and I told my teachers, okay, you did the right thing. Yeah, you know, go upstairs and tell your dad. And, you know, I think he's he wants to hear your story. So she goes up there and dad, of course, is much more like, hmm, okay, uh, so what did Max do? Did he like did he unzip his pants? What happened? No, he went like this, and she took the hem of her shirt and pulled it up to her chin. And so mm-hmm. Max had exposed mm-hmm. his torso and his mm-hmm. to the group. And in mom's mind, that's not what happened at all. Right, um, of course. But right. in a little girl's mind, this is, mom has told me this is private, but uh, she, the terminology there, he showed me his privates mm-hmm. was inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So Max got sent to the principal's office, Max mm-hmm. and mom got a phone call, oh you, know, yes. <laughs> you know, poor like, Max. Maybe this is not, you know, a level 10 yes. um, right. situation, but talking mm-hmm. about these things at the table on the regular, yep. opening mm-hmm. questions about school, you know, your friends, you know, boys and girls and why don't we why can girls have sleepovers and boys have sleepovers but we don't have them together? Having those Mm, conversations, those questions available, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily a trifold if if it's a a thing that you make up yourself, if it's a note on your phone and you have Mm. a little app that reminds you or I like that. Yeah. mm -hmm. A a little reminder. You know, Mm -hmm. like hey dive in, dive in a little bit. It doesn't have to be every day. Um, Once or twice a week, you know, your kids might get tired of you asking (laughs) the same particular question. Yeah. Having a little app just to remind you if it's important to you, it's worth putting on your phone. It's worth a reminder. It's worth putting something in front of you um, as far as that goes. But what do you think?
1: Um, Just a add to the the questions, another open ended question that kind of gets a little more than just how was your day is um, like, who were the friends that you played with today? Yes. That way you kind of hear the names of the kids that he's around most of the time or he or she may be around most of the time.
0: What Um, did you guys play? What was your favorite mm -hmm. game you did today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Asking these specific kind of questions, but still lets them decide what the answer
1: is. Yeah. Instead of just, oh, it was a good day. Right. Like, and oh, that's all you're with, gonna get yeah. yeah but i played with these four kids and we played mm-hmm. this game and then i we find that we actually get stories that then come from that like mm-hmm. oh and you know so-and-so pushed me or so-and-so hit me or so-and-so yep. said this and it hurt my feelings and mm-hmm. and then so mm-hmm. being intentional and then building that you know then you have months and years that go from having yeah. these open conversations where again the openness happens and you can have um you know, something else may come that needs to be addressed. And as the kids
0: get older, the the questions will look different. You might ask your, you know, your high schooler, well, who's in your study group for, you know, organic chemistry this semester, Mm. you know, and like, you know, (laughs) know, not where you're like trying to pry into their lives, but you're you're allowing some open conversations. And it goes back
2: to genuine curiosity, right? Right. Like if you've built that, then you asking who's in their study group for organic chemistry is not weird. Right. Cause right. you've been yeah. doing it since
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> age four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think also yeah. like being open with your kids too, in those discussions, like we are, we're always talking about asking kids, but it's okay to let the, like mm. now ask me a question. Right.
3: Yes. Yeah. What like, questions ask do you me have for about me? My
1: day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was my high? What was my low? Mm-hmm. So yes. that I can then, you know, be a good example in that way too and, and be honest and open with them. So they see yep. transparency from me or as from the parent.
0: And eventually that will go both ways when you do have intentional organic conversations about human sexuality Mm -hmm. and letting your child know, here's, here's the answer to your question. So what questions do you have, you know, about Mm -hmm. something else, about another deeper, you know, portion of human sexuality, Uh allowing them to to ask questions and go back and forth. It's always okay. That's good.
1: Yeah. I think the goal in seeing us is, Is that eventually when we get to the point where almost like the coach by the teen years we're letting them play and Mm. we're coaching from the sidelines so i've i've taught you i've prepared you for Mm. you know for life for the game now i'm gonna step back and i'm gonna coach you through that and then older as we get to like young adult age we're now we're now more of in a friendship we're now in like we have a great relationship and when we get to be together we're getting to have great, open, meaningful conversations with two adults. And, and, and that adult, that other adult is your, is your son or your daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool to think for me as, you know, I have a five-year-old now and I'm like, right. I love him in the stage he's at now, but man, that'd be, that's going to be really cool that day when he's 18, 19. And having yep. these meaningful conversations mm-hmm. as an adult
2: and what a what gift yeah, yeah. To, yeah to develop for yourself right and also yeah. for your child yeah yeah <laughs> it
0: benefits yeah. everybody um but as far as another like something something to remind you to have those conversations i would delve into the resource books that are available for mm-hmm. each age group there's and have just have those around on your bookshelf yeah. next, mm-hmm. next to your table there's um. Jenny Bishop wrote The Princess and the Kiss. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but essentially- I haven't, heard, I haven't that read that one. Uh-uh. The Princess is given um, this kiss and it's kept under a glass dome and her parents protect it for her until she becomes of age. And then it's up to her to protect it and only give it to you know, the person who she deems worthy. And they do a boy kind of version called uh, The Squire and the Scroll. And it talks mm. about integrity and mm. respect. And so starting there and just having those little things, kids. I don't know about your kids, but my kid likes to read the same book like a million oh, times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. Like until you're just like, oh, I'm done reading yes. this book. Um, like you can quote it and they can quote it. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. So having those kinds of things and having some things to switch out um at that age. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of reasons there's um Stan and Brenna Jones have a series they developed, um, God's Design for Sex. Mm-hmm. And it's four books and it starts as picture books. Like the first two are for like ages six to eight and then eight to to ten maybe mm-hmm. and then there's the next two are for like the older you know middle school high school um mm-hmm. but get that series now yes. it well, it's yeah. better to have it on hand absolutely um, now than later um as far as something visible and tangible a tangible resource for it's you so cool. but a table talk you can, if, I don't know if you guys want to create some, go like, <laughs> I would print it out. I would use it, um, the, you know, having those, just those prompts to create yeah. those habits is, is vital and important. Absolutely, having, having different resources on hand so you can just pull it out as needed. Um, yep. Or if you're going through a certain stage where for three or four weeks, this seems to be kind of a, a topic that comes up a lot, mm-hmm. you have the readiness, to address it
2: mm-hmm. yes 100 percent agree yeah and so we'll link each of the books you just mentioned in the show notes and I happen to know that you guys have your own list of a ton of resources um maybe by the time this airs can we go ahead and link that to maybe like your website or something where folks can download the list of resources that you Absolutely. have for your ministry
0: yeah yeah sure. we'll get those
2: that also would be really awesome. awesome okay cool <laughs> the and then is long. it yes. is and it's it's thorough and it's needed Mm-hmm. i yeah. love it um the other thing can you guys share where folks can find you and your ministry online
1: yes
0: we can <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was trying to think of where we should send them
0: <laughs> where should we send them um i'm on facebook and instagram instagram okay. my personal is at hillary carmen j justin is at Justin underscore, underscore Jeter. Jeter, I think.
1: Okay. I'm not, a, I'm He's just gonna be honest, on Don't, media. if you're looking for things for me on social media, I'm not the person to look to. Unless you <laughs> reach out you,
0: specifically If you ask. wanna
1: email, you can email me at yeah. Justin.Jeter at CalvaryChurchNWA.com. Okay,
2: Perfect. all right. All right. So we'll put your guys' emails in the show notes as well as your social. And can folks still
0: access um, Resolute Family? They can? On
1: Instagram, on Instagram they Instagram. can. Okay. okay. Uh,
0: but it's kind of taken a big hiatus um, okay. since I started my business and okay. Benton's been in school and stuff. So yes. it's, it's so kind on So on Instagram
2: it's just at Resolute at Family? At Resolute Family, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. All right, awesome. So we'll include all of that you guys have been fantastic amazing yes thank you so much for having us for trusting us to say things that people want to hear
0: oh Oh, i know people are
2: eating it up for sure yes we're gonna close this out like we close out all of our episodes and that is by asking you (laughs) to rewind back to your first couple years of marriage what's the advice you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank dear young married couple think he forgot that you guys do
0: this I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something new now that's okay <laughs> yeah it definitely has right has changed yeah um, do you want to go first or
1: sure I mean okay. because it's definitely at the uh it's on the front of my brain right now with this topic but um I, I wish we would have gotten a biblical perspective mm. of the sex talk yeah you know um because Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't necessarily even a talk or ongoing conversations growing up in in uh my upbringing Mm -hmm. and so it was a taboo uh topic Mm -hmm. and so um having that conversation from someone or a mentor or anything like that would have been um helpful Mm -hmm. and just helping develop us develop us in our biblical perspective. And so, yeah. if you are- What
0: you're saying is, dear young married couple, get really oh, good yeah, premarital counseling. That. Get
1: good premarital counseling. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sign up for pre-equipped. <laughs> yes. Have your pastor sign up for pre-equipped so that uh, there's resources and structure to your pre-marital counseling and oh. all good uh, topics are being covered.
0: Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I would say, dear young married couple, watch out. It gets better. We have had literally 10 years of just, we've had ups and downs, but the, the improvement over our marriage and our family and our relationship, it gets better if you're intentional with it. So like, if you think you loved the man the day of, and he's a good guy and has integrity and does his self-improvement and prays on it, and it just, it does, it gets better. So Mm -hmm. that love you had in your heart, just.
1: Great. Mine seems really negative now. It's better.
2: Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need both sets of advice for sure. That was beautiful. You guys, thank you so much. You guys are fantastic. And we know that this is going to make an impact on so many couples and families out there. So thank you. Thank you so much. That's our prayer. Thank
1: you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance
2: And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.